Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I'm very glad that you're here with us today because we got a really uh, a really cool, important top. Uh, some, somebody asked us to talk about, actually. It's kind of... Uh, <laughs> I guess we're taking requests now. <laughs> De- uh, <laughs> Dean, welcome to the studio. I hope, uh, I hope you're ready to go today. I hope your noble steed is fired up because this is going to be a good one. Yes! <laughs> Good to be back. I'm loving that we're getting requests. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, this is cool. So yeah, I, do, I like it. I like it. Yeah, and and uh, we should we should do more of that. So anybody has, yeah, requests. maybe we should put it out there. Like, if anybody listening, if there's anything that you'd love us, I mean, you've heard us talk about a bunch of stuff by now. So if there's anything that you think I would love to get their guy's opinion on that, like, definitely get in touch. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so today's so the request we got was. A lot of people in business, one of the number one things you have to do is you have to be able to sell stuff, right? You right. can't you can't effectively be in business if you can't sell anything. Exactly. Like I keep selling myself on actually turning up to spend this mundane time with you. <laughs> exactly. So that just shows what we're going to talk about today. It really works because it's not right. easy to get Dean on this podcast every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. but the uh but the request and i and i think a lot of people when they get into sales they're like oh man i don't want to be that person right i don't right. want to be the person who badgers people who makes people feel bad about themselves who like pressures people all this other stuff so the request was simply how do you sell without being salesy i was like man right. what a great question that is a good question. I think I think just digging into what you just said there, I think the reason probably a lot of people feel that way is like aside from the fact, you know, most people don't have a, a natural inbuilt ability to sell in them and so they worry about it, but also I think I think everybody can probably name at least one time they've had a negative experience of selling you know, being sold yeah. to, you know, there's always stereotypes, isn't there? Of like, you know, the, uh, the pushy car salespeople or all different kinds of industries. And so I think people carry that into their own beliefs possibly and viewpoints around becoming a salesperson. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, I know I've experienced it on that side. I've also been that guy, right. Yeah. Uh, wh- you know, back when, uh, I was in college and I was doing water treatment sales in people's homes and stuff like that. You know, right. I didn't have I didn't have great sales training at that point, and and it really was high pressure and like let's get this thing done and you know all of the cliche stuff and I even when I would make a sale I just felt kind of gross about myself, right? And I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me, and uh, and so after ridiculous amounts of research and and experience and testing and all that and finally learning that if you reframe sales from something that's pushy and slimy and doesn't make you feel good and doesn't make the other person feel good. And you really think about what sales is. Mm. It's actually one of the best things that you can do for people and for yourself. 
And so, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to unpack this and, and dig into this with you on the show. Cause I know this is near and dear to your heart too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, we we both have an environment in our business and and sections within our business that involve, you know, selling to people on the phone. And obviously, even when it's online, you're still selling people on something. I, I think I think there's an element of every area in life to some degree that involves sales. I mean, <laughs> I, I can think of sometimes in my life where I'm selling my wife on doing something that I want to do, you know, whether it's yeah. going to see a movie that she doesn't necessarily like or whatever it might be, or, you know, going out to a restaurant, if she's tired, I'm like, how am I going to sell her on this great idea of mine? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're not going to be like, all right, hang on. I got to go talk to my manager in the other room and see if I can get you a better deal on this restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Like that's not what it's about. Um, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Um, I think uh, Daniel Pink wrote a really good book um, a while ago. I'm pretty sure it was called to, to sell as human or that was the theme of it. I, maybe I'm getting the title wrong, but but you're absolutely right. Everything that we're doing, whether you're running your own business, whether you're uh, you know a, a, a stay at home mom or dad or you are an employee or whatever, you're your progress depends on your ability to influence people to accept your ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, like take the podcast, we're hopefully giving value to sell you on staying and listening. You know, everything has that element to it. And I I think, I think like you say, as we're going to start unpacking this, you know, a lot of it is in people's own minds and their own viewpoints. And, and I would probably kick off this subject in saying that, you have to have the belief behind what it is you're going to sell, right? I think there's nothing more important than that. Because if that's not there, then you're finished anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I agree with that. So I think there's there's definitely some fundamentals. And that is for sure one of the fundamentals. Like You have to have a belief in it. Because to elaborate on what you just said, if you truly believe that your product or your service is going to be the best thing for somebody, then selling them on that is is the first act of service, right? You have to get them to understand that, to see that uh, the solution that you're bringing to the table, what you know, whatever it happens to be, you have a problem, I have a solution, and if you don't see sales as a service to get them to take that solution, then you're leaving them hanging without the solution that they could have had at the beginning. And and if you believe in what you're doing, then by not selling it, you're yeah. actually causing harm and problems and leaving that person stuck where they where they were when they came to see you, which is entirely not progressive in any way. Definitely. And I, and I would uh, just on this 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 little mini micro area here that's so important. I would say that you have to understand in that sense that it's really not about you. And I think this is where I, I see a lot of people get the sales side of stuff wrong. They go into a sales environment or conversation with the fears because they're actually more thinking about themselves. And I don't mean that being horrible to anybody, but if you think about that in, in that sense, you're thinking about, will I get this sale? Will I make this sale? Will I, will I you know, get this person to pay? Will I get them to invest in my service, in my product, in my solution? When really like, you have to flip that around and realize it's all about the other person. It's all about them. You've got to go into that with the belief behind what you're offering 
But I would actually take that one step back in that if we're talking about a sales conversation between two people, the conversation isn't actually necessarily about, in my opinion, selling them that thing. It's about making sure that thing is right for them. And if you discover totally. that it is, now you've got that full conviction that you can go in there and help them to understand why it's the solution that they need. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, com- like, that's okay, exactly right. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's it. It's about discovering the need, the problem, the desire, the want, whatever the thing is that your problem, your product, or your your service solves. And if that person has that and feels strongly enough that they need to do something about it, then now now you're like, okay, cool. How do we get this deal done, right? And it doesn't uh, it doesn't necessarily happen that quickly all of the time. Right, but that's the that's the the mindset, and um. So I got I got a, a funny story. So when when I was uh, doing these water treatment s- sales uh, yeah. in college, I was between semesters. I was thinking about you know what what you know really what I want to do with my life, and I took this sales job, right? And it was right, you know, go into people's homes. Uh, you're going to pitch for like two hours. It was this incredibly long pitch, right? You're in somebody's kitchen for two hours talking about all these different things demoing the product and everything else like this. And one day I get this lead and it turns out two of the previous sales guys from my company had gotten kicked out of this guy's home. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, that's, <laughs> that's not... Can't wait to go. Super encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let me waste my afternoon on some guy that's just going to kick me out of his house. And I, I, ha- and I had been kicked out of people's homes. It wasn't a whole lot of fun. And, <laughs> and so I go to this yeah, I go to this guy's house and I had this little briefcase which had like my my kit in it and my pitch book and everything and go to the, I leave it in the car, knock on the guy's doors like real like middle of nowhere rural Florida, almost like a swamp and little house and uh knocked on the door and I said, "Hey, uh guy's name I'll never forget the guy's name is Kevin." I <laughs> said, "Hey Kevin, uh I'm here from uh I'm here from this company and we have an appointment right now. And he just looks at me. He's kind of like half out of his screen door, <laughs> distrusting me already. Right. I was like, man, I don't even know. Does this guy have like a pet alligator that's going to come and bite me? You know, what's going on here? So, uh, so he's looking at me real suspicious and kind of like shifty eyes. And he's like, you're from that company. And I was, I am, <laughs> I am from that company. And he's like, I kicked the last two guys out of here. I said, I know that. And if you want me to leave, I don't even need to come in. I'll leave right now. And uh, and I said, but if you want to talk, I'm here and we can uh, we can see what's going on. He's like, all right, you can come in. I said, all right, great. My stuff's in the car. Let me go grab it. So I go right. car, grab my kit, come into his house. Now I'm in his kitchen. It's just he and I. He's a single dude. And uh, and he just starts ranting. And I was just like, hey, tell me why you, why did you, just out of curiosity, why did you kick the other guys out of here? He's like, I hate your company. I hate (laughs) the way you guys are doing lead gen. I hate this. I hate that. And, and I just sat there and listened to him. Right. I literally just sat there and listened to him. I was like, all right, this is what he wants to talk about. I have nowhere else to go anyway, because he gave me this shitty lead this afternoon. I might as well sit (laughs) here and hear what this guy has to say. Right. So so I'm sitting there and I and I just start agreeing with him on everything. I was like, you know what? I don't really like that either. Uh, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, and, fi- and you know, th- 20, 30 minutes in, he's like, do you want a beer? And I was like, I would love a beer. <laughs> so now we're sitting there. We're sharing, sharing a beer together. And uh, and he 
rants. I'm not even kidding you. He rants for close to an hour and a half. Wow. And finally, and I'm talking about ranting about everything, about my company, and then it morphed into politics and social security and like everything you could possibly imagine. And finally, he was just done. He was just he got everything off of his chest and he just looked at me and he said, All right, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh and I just said, Look, here's the deal. Boom, 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 and hooked it into some of the things that he was ranting about. And I said, That's it. I was like, if you want to do it, let's do it. If not, it's been great hanging out with you. Right. And uh he's like, All right, I'll buy it. Oh, so nice. Easy, the easiest and most difficult sale I probably made the entire time I was there. But the point is, it's not about you as the salesperson. It is never about you as a salesperson. It's always about the other person. And if you can make that person believe and truly understand their needs, sure, it's, it's so much easier to sell because they're like, oh, okay, this person gets it. Now I feel confident I'm making the right decision. Right, because if you're in a prospect's shoes, the thing that you don't want to feel is that the the thing that you're buying isn't right for you, and that the person who's selling it to you doesn't understand you, right? And therefore, you're making a mistake, right? For sure. Yeah, I love that. I think you know, it's funny story. I think, but I think it illustrates such important points. And I would say, like a huge one that's jumping out for me there is the fact that you did significantly more listening than you did talking. So much more. And I think, I think, I think a lot of people get that wrong as well in a sales environment. And I think because they panic and they think they do have to sell as such, I'm not saying you're not selling, but people think I've got to do the talking, I've got to do the selling, I've got to be convincing them. And immediately, you're completely losing at that stage, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know there's a couple there's a couple things that uh, I think sort of spur that on. One one of them is some some salespeople um, feel like they must close everything, and right. that uh, that is a huge mistake because your thing, however great it is, is not for everybody in every situation. Exactly. And and your real job as a salesperson, your first job has to be identifying whether this person is the right uh, fit right. for whatever you're selling. And if they're not, you should be the one cutting off the conversation, not them. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I love what you've just said there as well, because I, I, I think that that is definitely uh, a factor in some people feeling that pressure going into this stuff is that... They think like like you've just rightfully said, like they think they they're there to close everyone. And they like there is this whole persona, isn't there, behind sales that like I'm a closer, you know, and it's like, well, no, I, I don't personally, I know everybody's gonna have difference of opinions here, but I don't like to actually view it as like I'm a I'm a real closer, you know, I'm going in to close everyone. <laughs> to me, it's yeah. like, well, actually, like like you've just said there, if you're actually just going into the conversation to find out is my solution right for them? Because you can believe in the solution all you want. You can have the best solution on the planet in your industry. But like you just say, James, it doesn't make it right for 100% of people. 
And and I think that is just a, such a straightforward way of viewing things to try and remove some pressure and stress from yourself in those environments is don't go in there to just close everybody. Go in there for a conversation to see, can I actually help this person? Can I solve the problems that this person has? And until you understand the problems that that person is facing, you have no idea if you can solve it, right? No, it's it's arrogant to believe that you have the solution to everybody's problems for all the time for everything. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And and so if you just accept the fact that, you know, some some people are going to be a good fit and some people aren't, that takes a ton of pressure off right at the get-go because I know I know back in those days when when it came time for me to actually like I I had this it was all part of our thing. I had to slide this paper across the table and put a pen on it and ask them to sign across the dotted line. <laughs> like my heart was beating in my chest, <laughs> right? I was right. like, "Oh my god, this is the time. Is it really going to happen?" <laughs> right? And uh and and there there's all this stress and and you feel weird and they feel weird and it's just not comfortable or fun for anybody. For but sure. if you go about it and you say, "Okay, look, I I don't know where you're at right now and I don't know what you what you want what you desire what you need and all this what I do know is that we have this thing that works if the person is right and if the situation is right but before we even talk about product before we even talk about service or anything else is it okay if we take a couple minutes so I get to know you and can understand whether this is actually even going to help you right Exactly. And, and then stop right, talking and, so much. <laughs> yeah. And then shut up. Right. right. And then listen, like it is so true. You know, there's an old saying, I'm sure my grandma told me, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Oh, I thought the phrase was going to be stop being such an ass, James. That was that was said many times as well. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and fo- followed by God gave you two ears and one mouth. <laughs> yeah. God gave you two ears and one mouth, James. So you listen up good. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grandma, really? <laughs> I was like, wow, that hurts coming from you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. But but that is right. Nobody's ever gotten in trouble because they listened. Right. Yeah. Never. Nobody has ever gotten themselves in trouble because they were like listening to what was happening. Yeah. Very true. The, I like that. The yeah. problem Very always true. happens on the outbound in the return part of that communication. Definitely. So so uh so so identifying the need and really listening to what's going on for that person and having the um I would say the fortitude and the integrity to know that when you show up to that conversation, regardless of whether it's happening online, it's happening on the phone, in person, whatever, when you show up to that conversation, if the person is not the right fit, you don't sell them the thing. Right. Exactly. Like you have to you have to have that belief in yourself that I will not sell something to somebody who's not a good fit for it. For sure. And I think the distinction here is like let's put this out there is like there are two kinds of environment i would say going into this is like one is selling it the other is convincing someone like you you shouldn't be nor will you likely be successful at convincing people they should have your thing like and 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 i think convincing is what is the thing that repels people would you agree with that or no yeah that's that's a big repellent for sure it's at least in the top three yeah yeah the other one is just you being you because nobody likes you 
Right. And still, I somehow managed to make it work. (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) You don't even have to be likable. Right. For sure. For sure. And I I think like, you know what, you know what I'm picking up on in the conversation, just as we're both bouncing backwards and forwards here is obviously the, the subject was selling, like, what was it? Selling without being pushy. Sell without being being salesy. But you know, what's ironic of everything that we've said, we've not discussed any form of like tactical say this in this order and do that and do this. Do you notice that everything that we've said thus far has more been about like mindset really and and the way that people are yeah. doing things. Which is interesting, yeah, it, I think. Yeah, it's it is interesting and it's also uh you don't need as many tactics mm. if your if your strategy and your mindset going into the conversation are sound. Sure, th- sure there's like things you can do to, you know, uh inspire people to take make decisions quicker with, you know, bonuses and and things that are legitimately scarce right. and stuff like that. But if if somebody believes, and, you know, logically, and they feel emotionally that the thing that you're providing them is going to meet one of the needs that they have, then they buy from you, and you don't sell to them, right? That's a big distinction. Right. We want to create. We want to create buyers. We don't have want to have to be like pushing our stuff on other people. And this, and and everybody's needs are different, right? So there's, uh, you know, there's some people who are selling, um, you know, things where there's they'd say, oh, well, there's, you know, there's no like how how would i sell this if it's just something that everybody else is doing right. well if everybody else is selling that thing you understanding what features and what things about the thing are most important to the person that you're talking to right now mm. like for some people it's for some people it's convenience for some people it's speed for some people it's cost right for some people it's you know status for some you got to understand what motivates somebody to buy and what's going to motivate them to buy your thing. And then that's the thing that you lead with and that you highlight. And until you understand what's important to them, you can't feature any of the things that your product or service has to offer. And you're just kind of like a brochure at that point. And that's, right. a, and that's not cool, right? A, a great salesman is somebody who understands what things are most important and then makes those connections with the prospect. Because the truth is closing closing is not hammering somebody into submission. Right. Like that's <laughs> that's the most uh like archaic, ludicrous idea of what closing is. And frankly, people who get closed like that almost always reverse their decision once they're out of the situation where there's that pressure. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, that's, and uh, that's something that you, you can see in people. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm closing everybody. But then, oh, I have 60% refund rates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I have 60% refund rates. And then the other 40 who felt badgered into buying my thing turn out to be the biggest pain in the ass type people that you'd ever work with. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because it, was, it wasn't for them. Clo- closing is allowing that person to see that your thing is the most logical and emotional, emotionally sensible choice for them to get their need met. Like you help people close themselves by asking the right questions and steering the conversation, not in a way that's trying to serve you, but in a way that's trying to serve them. Definitely. Oh, I love what you just said there. That's perfectly right, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of yeah. why I said it. <laughs> 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 amazing amazing yeah yeah and 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 that's and that's like 
it and it's crazy because there's um you know there's volumes and volumes and volumes on on sales training and being a better salesperson and you know doing all these things and and I think there's so much good material out there but there's also a lot of crap oh for sure and 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 I think most of the crap actually is related to what people think about selling before they've actually decided to become professional at selling right. Yeah, like, I got to be I got to be pushy. I got to do all these things. And the, and the truth is you don't. It's uh one of my favorite quotes is a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Ooh. Wow. Good, right? Full of wisdom today. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Right? Don't convince people against their will. Allow them to see that this is the thing for them and be there and hold the space. Like the the number one thing that um your your mindset should have going into any sales conversation, online, offline, in person, like whatever, is my job here is to allow this person to make the most informed decision that they possibly can mm. that's in their best interest, right? And that doesn't right. mean that you need to furnish them with every detail because in many cases, giving people too much detail actually slows down the sales process. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, right? I, uh, you know, through the years as we, you know, it was probably 2011, I think, somewhere around there anyway, uh, give or take a year, when when we first started doing phone sales. And at that time, it was just me. And I, I was I was terrified. And and I used to actually think, and this, this was such a big mistake early on, I used to think, why are they not buying? There's so much value I just put into that for them. And what I would do, I would equate value to features. I'd be like, I'm going to give you this thing, and you'll get that thing, and you'll get these modules, and that training, and this thing, and that thing, and that thing. And that, that was, I didn't understand for so long why people weren't like biting my hand off to join the program at that stage. And all I was doing was just listing features like this, 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 this. It was like just a million bullet points of what I was going to give them. And it was just like, why is nobody buying here? And, and that, that just ties in with exactly what you're saying. It's like in those sales environment, you really are just looking for that mate. Like I, I find nowadays, you know, obviously I don't do my own phone sales now, but like I, I truly believe in the conversations that you really can by asking certain things to discover the right information from that individual, if your solution is correct for them, it can typically be tied back to one or maybe two main things. I think you you kind of was alluding to this earlier in the fact that, you know, maybe it's, you know, they're looking to speed things up or, you know, maybe, you know, they don't need all those features that you're doing. Maybe there's just one big main problem that they have and you need to discover that thing. It's like you're you're mining for their biggest problem. And if you can take that away, now you're in a strong position. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a strong position because what you've done is you've moved the conversation from what could be considered adversarial. Right. Like me on one side of the table, you on the other side of the table. And by actually taking a real interest, I'm not talking about faking an interest in this person, right? This is a real person sure. that you're talking to, moving your chair over to their side of the table, so to speak, and say, hey, let's figure this out together, even if you don't buy from me. Right. The, am the amount of trust that that creates is absurd. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And it's really, like you say, like you're going into every conversation just to serve, like to, to help that person. And if you can help them further, if your solution's the answer 
that's where that can then happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's where it is. Here's the value that I could provide. Do you want to talk about that? For sure. Right. And, and I, and I've, uh, I don't remember when I started, you know, kind of getting into this habit, but a great transition, uh, you know, just kind of talking about a sales conversation is, you know, start out, set a strong frame, right? Your goal is not to have the prospect control the conversation. You still need to be in control of the conversation, sure. but you do that by asking good questions and keeping the conversation on track. Right. right? And the first, the first one might be, okay, you know, here's what this call is about. Help me understand uh, your situation, your needs, your desires, your wants, your pains, like all of those things so that I can figure out whether we have something that can help you. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, that's okay. Sure. Right? So you're setting expectation early on. Completely. And and then you ask probing questions that help get to the heart of you know what they've got going on in their life. And then at some point, if you're like, you know what? I don't have anything for this person. It's okay to say that. Right. Like nobody yep. says you have to take every sales call all the way through to like, hey, would you like to buy my thing now? Right. Nobody sure. says that has to happen. Right. So you're exactly. disqualifying and qualifying. Exactly. In fact, you, you probably want to get to that point. If it's not looking like you can help, you want to get there as quick as possible. Right. You don't want to be yeah. talking to somebody just out the goodness of your own heart for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, knowing that for the bulk of that time, they're just not right for what you've got to offer. Yeah, you you're gotta, wasting gotta it. You're wasting yeah, exactly. It's it's a ridiculous waste of everybody's time if you if you just keep going on and on and on. And and then when you you know, you hear all of the things that are going on for them and and you feel like you've uncovered the real issues and the real challenges because at first, let's be honest, you know, you're talking to a complete stranger and it is unreasonable for them to open up completely to you unless they feel like they can trust you. And that trust can be built in a short period of time, but it has to be there. They have to believe that they can tell you what's really going on and that you are going to try and help them figure it out one way or the other. And one and once, you know, once you've gotten to the root of the issues, that's when you say, okay, great. I think we might have something that can help. Is it okay if I share with you how that works? Yeah, exactly. And now they're and now they're buying, right? Now they're like, yeah, I want to hear what you have to sell. Definitely. Why do they why? Because you just spent and invested all that time in understanding them, understanding their situation. Like I've gotten on the phone with God knows how many people, people who work in businesses that I have no idea how they do like the actual thing, right? Like plumbers or uh, you know, one of my clients now uh runs a race car company. Like I don't I don't know how to build a race car. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But but in having a conversation. I understand the fundamentals of what's going on in their business. And I say, okay, well, I can't help you like, you know, figure out how to build that better race car, but I can make sure your entire business runs better so that you can do what you do best. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. And and the crazy thing is, even though I don't have any subject matter expertise in plumbing or race cars or this or that or, or anything else, I, it's incredible to me how many people say, I can't believe how well you understand me. Right. Yeah. And how well you understand my business. I'm like, well, I'm just listening. I'm actually listening to what the hell you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sorry nobody's I'm sorry nobody's been there to actually listen to you before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's such a a huge thing. Like everybody's like this is this is another thing that I see as well with with people selling is they're in such a rush to just like try and close that deal. 
And, yeah. and and people do. I think such a big thing, like what you just said, they're like people do want someone to listen. It's like the, you know, the funny story you told earlier. Like that guy clearly wanted somebody to actually just understand him. Some wanted somebody to yeah. listen to him. Nobody had sat down. I bet I bet nobody that set, so he threw somebody out first, then threw ne- the next person out. I bet that second person didn't say, I understand you threw somebody out. Do you mind me understanding why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it took you to come in and be like, oh, what the heck? Like, I'm pro. And you know what's funny there? You didn't expect to make a sale necessarily. No. No. Like, so is, isn't that ironic that you didn't feel any pressure? You didn't feel say, salesy because you probably suspected there is very little chance of this actually happening. So I'm just going to go in there and just be myself, be real, sit down with this guy and listen. And lo and behold, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I and I think, you know, kind of building on that, when when a sales call is done properly, you're not thinking about it going in that I'm going to make a sale on this. I'm thinking about I'm going to go in, I'm going to listen to this person, I'm going to help them uncover their needs more than anybody else has ever done. And yep. if it's good fit, and if it's a good fit, we're going to work together. That's my frame of mind. Exactly. Exactly. And and the, because the confidence behind, if it is the right match and solution for them, like, why wouldn't they work with you? That, that's how exactly. I like to think. Like, if I've truly understood them and I know without any shadow of any doubt that my thing is the answer to their problem, I'm going into that, like, if that is a good match, like, why would they not do this with me? And that, that's, that's the conviction that I believe that you have to go into. You're not going in to just close everybody. You're going in to understand them, understand their challenges, their needs, their problems, and their desires. And if your solution you believe is matched to delivering what they need, then you've got to go in with the conviction of why wouldn't they do business with me? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I feel like, uh, I feel like we may have given more than just tips today. Right. I, don't know. I feel like we were all in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we did this because this is uh, this is such a huge topic, and and like we said at the outset, you know, if you can't if you can't sell online, offline, in person, like whatever your your business is always always going to struggle. This is something that you have to figure out, and so uh, so I hope that some of the stuff that we shared today is is super helpful for you guys and. Um, Maybe we'll talk more about sales in the future too. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I hope we did. Like, I, I feel like we did cover a lot of ground, but I would just say in summary, you know, take on board. Like, I feel that we covered a lot, but when all said and done, generally speaking, the barrier that people face if they are concerned or worried about coming across as salesy or pushy or convincing people is actually, you're probably more focusing on you than the potential prospect. You need to get out of your own way, get out of your own mind, and just go into those conversations to understand whether you can actually help. And until yeah. you can understand that, you're not selling anything anyway. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. No, that's that's beautiful. I can't uh, I can't summarize any better than that. So I guess we'll wrap it up here, Dean. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. I uh, I do uh, despite all the. Uh, the joking about not liking the show with you. I do enjoy when we get to do these <laughs> right. together. Like. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I want to go that far and admit that I like spending this time with you, but it was it was all right. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. Actually, I'll ask our editors to take that <laughs> line out. I, I, I got, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. listening. I got your defenses down. <laughs> yeah, that, that, exactly. Oh my god, it worked. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate the request. Um, and uh, anybody else has uh, anything they'd like us to talk about on the show? I think this is kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I like. Uh, it. Send, send send us a message uh, online, and we'll uh, we'll see if that means. Uh, if it's a good fit for what we think everybody wants to hear but we'd love to hear from you guys make sure you tell your friends about us subscribe and we will talk to you guys next time later everybody thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun for show notes links and other information on our guests visit justthetipshow.com for more information on how to connect with dean holland visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.